Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, hello there. Welcome back. This is episode 17 of Falling Forward with Dan Lassac. That's me there. That voice, this one, this one, this one, is my voice. This isn't my voice. Although it is my voice, uh, to be confusing, but this is the voice I talk with. This voice is how I order curry. Mm. I would like a dansack, please. That's a phrase I've heard too many times in my life. Anyway, um, <laughs> this week we have a lovely chat with Look Mum No Computer, a musician and builder of wonderful things. Um, I went down to his uh, Imaginarium on the Kent coast. I don't think he calls it an Imaginarium, but, you know, we might as well start calling it that. Uh, And we sat down for a couple of hours and just nattered away about why? Why would you build a Furby organ? Why would you apply flamethrowers to all of your musical equipment? And genuinely, it was a really nice chat. So nice, in fact, that it's ended up being a two-parter. But instead of me putting them out a week apart, they're just going to come out on the same day. Uh, The second part, probably around lunch. So if you're listening to this on your way to work, hopefully you'll be able to listen to part two on your way home. You're going to hear a lot more about Sam's mysterious mind shortly, but jump over to lookmumnodecomputer.com if you want to check out his work, uh, his YouTube channel, links there, his Patreon links there. Also, I took a few photos on the day on my phone with the modern technology in my pocket, and uh, they'll be on my Patreon, but I'll make that post public. I won't put that one behind a paywall. So patreon.com forward slash Dan and You can have a look at those as well. And while you're there, hopefully you might feel guilty enough to support the podcast by becoming a Patreon. How, how, do, you, how, how do you feel about that? That was a good link. That was pretty skilled. If we're going to talk about value extraction for a second as well, you might as well hit subscribe on this podcast because it's delightful. And uh, maybe jump over to downlassack.bandcamp.com to download some free music. Who said I wasn't a generous human being? Um, Anyway, we should get on with it. Like I say, part two will be up in a few hours. Uh, It might already be up. You could be listening to this in the future from me. So I'll get out of your way and you can enjoy our chat. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <laughs> I just drank the whole bottle of we missed. We missed gold there. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was, a, there was a, a rapper who we were on the same label as in America called B. Dolan, and uh, he used to come and... Basically, my girlfriend at the time and I, he would just come and live with us for a few months when he was touring and stuff. And uh, I remember walking into our kitchen once and he's like over the sink, like pouring water into his own face and all that. And he's like, what is, what is that? That's gross. That's gross. And he just necked lime cordial just straight. And I was like, oh yeah, no, you mix it with water. Oh, I thought you meant he was mixing it in his mouth. No, no. He's not not a child. Oh, come on. I used to love mixing all food in my mouth as a kid. Croutons. Croutons with soup, but the crouton in your mouth first. It keeps it crunchy. I don't think I've ever done that, but... Right, you talk. Hello. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a little loud at times. You're but... this one. Okay, I'm going to turn... That's, that's number two. Listeners, we're just getting the levels. Are you turning me down? Am I, I too loud? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I just turned you up. I'm trying to keep my distance a little bit. but I th- Yeah, I don't think it matters. This is, is actually, not? like, relatively quiet in here. Reasonably dead as well. Oh, there is a bit. Oh, it's only gentle, though. Yeah, I know. Look, look at all of these high-cost, you know, sound dampeners around. <laughs> Actually, it is probably a quite an expensive means of sound dampening. So what? what is this space so uh, the listeners can vaguely understand what, what room we're sitting yeah. in? Oh, we're currently sitting in uh, my studio slash workshop thing, I think. Sturk shop. Sturk shop, I like it. Or, or <laughs> w- w- work dio. Woodio. Woodio sounds good. I would have thought Rizzers and all that have got that that copyrighted. The oh, Woodio. The Woodio. But yeah, like, and it's just uh, my means of uh, insulation for sound is uh, tinfoil bubble wrap on the ceilings. And works. It, works. <laughs> it kind of looks a bit, uh, bit dirty, doesn't it? It kind of, you know, looks like one of those, what are those things where they grow that plant that's not great? Oh, yes. And stuff. Yes. Like, like the bit in the top, it just is completely covered in this 
bubble wrap tinfoil stuff. It's like an oregano factory. Yeah, the oregano factory. But it. yeah, and it's not not for that. I just got given a load of this bubble wrap stuff in the winter, and I was like, it's why are you too cold? Because just above it is just a <laughs> like if you see, it's a metal it's just, roof. It's just a metal roof which conducts the heat away from you rather than keeping and then in any the summer. In. And then in the summer, it does the opposite. opposite. Yeah, and it's like a greenhouse. Last last time i got a warning from like a temp like i got this cctv thing up there it was like warning you've reached 40 degrees celsius in this room and i was like yeah it's pretty sizzling sitting in my boxer shorts that's nice that it tells you though yeah like it gives you a little warming 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 warning a warming warning yeah. <laughs> um so but like as we look around we've got like ancient test equipment uh things called synthesizers indeed the furby organ which we might talk about yeah a wall of game boys that have been split in two and penetrated by circuits and shenanigans yeah uh yeah you've got some stuff i have got some stuff you've um <laughs> you I've lived in like guardianship programs and stuff, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, my biggest fear of when I was living in guardianships was probably having to move. Having to move. Because yeah. everybody else has just got like you know a bed and not even a bed, just like mattress and a big bag of clothes and stuff. Like, how? Because that's a decision though to live cheaply. But yeah. is it also a decision to that allows you to collect and build the things you do? Yeah. Like having a. Like guardianships listeners are basically when a company doesn't want to hire security for a building that's going to be empty for a long time, whether it be a school, you lived in a school, didn't you? I did at one point, yeah, yeah. like office blocks and all that. And uh, they just get oiks um, and younglings <laughs> to live there. I think you fit oik, yeah, and even oldens, oldens as well, yeah. yeah. But um, it seems to be a like music, there's a lot of musicians, especially in London, who end up. In that, yeah, the, the first video me and um, Scroobius did was a group of people living in a guardianship. Oh, really? Thing. That's why we only paid them two hundred pounds. <laughs> and uh, it was it was only because you know that they you knew that 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 money would go far with them. Yes, yes, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't anything bad. Um, but how how do you find it having like uh, a proper dedicated space to go to now, uh, rather than somewhere you're living in and uh, yeah, like coming to this. Well, it's weird, like, before, when I was in the school, which was the guardianship... No, it wasn't the guardianship before this one. Uh, it was the so it was the school I lived in, a classroom. Mm. I was lucky enough to have a large amount of space, but with a large amount of space, you're like a goldfish. You kind of get yeah. more get more stuff, and it's dangerous. And I lived with my girlfriend in that room, and I was building the Furby organ. Funny, it's like, one night about two o'clock, no, no reason, one of them started buzzing and going crazy <laughs> I, I can only put it down to some undischarged capacitors or something I really don't know it was pretty creepy or ghosts all ghosts you should have thought let's ghosts. just not put that out of the question now it was a school as well so a ghost oh. child walking in oh. would have looked at a it Furby. wasn't children it was um actually it was uh, like um uh, for the it was like uh, what is it the immigration the, the immigration test or the, the okay Test well, for well, people, people from in. other countries can enjoy Furbies too. And ghosts. Especially ghosts go of those foreign people. ghosts yeah. are allowed to enjoy Furbies. Yeah, exactly. At the moment. At I the think moment. after Brexit, they're not. <laughs> That's the first thing. I, I remember it was like before control borders and stuff, it was take Furbies away from brown people. If I remember rightly, that's what they campaigned Well, on. and the other, like, I mean, yeah, passport control on ghosts is going to come down hard. It's going to be difficult, yeah. It's going to be tough. Well, they, they've already had trouble with the, the vampires because you can't take photos of them. You know, <laughs> it's such a nightmare. Pain in the, pain in the bum for... 
Yeah. <laughs> Vampires, yeah. <laughs> it's a nightmare. But, <laughs> but like, so, so like... Where were we? We were talking about... It doesn't matter. We, we just we're, just, we're talking about uh, what's it like Stirring to off. have a dedicated space to make your madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it's pretty good saying that. I mean, we moved, found out we had to move and within like 30 days I had to get busting and moving and it took about two days to get all the stuff packed and stuff. Yeah, because there is a lot in here. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you've taken a lot of time to build up a lot of things that maybe people would have given up on. Is that, does that come from a, like the uh, Mighty Boosh quest for a new sound type thing? I did a wiggle of my head there. Oh, yeah. Or is that the kind of fascination with how things work? The I think it's the fascination of how things work, definitely. Yeah. Because you can't really get like massively new sounds. Because it's more about like a change of technique, maybe, because you probably can get these sounds with computers, as you probably know. It's just a change in technique and form. And these kind of help that, but it's a really good excuse to. I mean, ever since I was young, I just love taking things apart and building things. So now that they make music, it's like mixing up, not feeling guilty about spending a lot of time on your hobby because it's part of your (laughs) job, (laughs) because it's part of music now. So it's okay. But do you, what do you consider yourself first? Do you think of yourself as a musician first or well, a builder first? It's a, probably a musician because that's probably like, you know, just uh, songwriting sessions and that stuff. Mm. That's what I kind of do. And then and then this is like a, a big hobby that takes up most of my time. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe not. I don't know. It's like people ask, like, what do you do? It's very difficult. It's really like, difficult. Like, I... I can't answer it when a taxi driver yeah. asks me because it's like, well, I'm a musician. It's like, all right, uh, what band are you in? It's like, well, yeah. I've, we've got a shit name. What do you play? It's like, yeah. well, I'm an NPC. Yeah. Uh, like, they yeah. don't know what that is. I actually have this conversation with people about modular gear. I'm uh-huh. pointing behind me, listeners. You can't see that. Oh, yeah. But that wall behind me is Sam's. Would you rather be Sam or? Uh, Sam's fine Lucky. with me. Lucky. No compo. Lucky mum, no, no. <laughs> Lucky mum, no, no. Uh, wall of, of modular synths. But I can't, I still haven't found an analogy for someone to explain what a modular synth is. Because it's like, yeah. okay, well, imagine like Ikea and you're buying all your different bits of furniture to put together in your kitchen. It's like, well, that they're all modular things. That makes sense. But the bit it leaves out is the fact that when you open the cabinet door, that that changes the temperature of the oven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is the bit that people... That's pretty good. That's a good analogy. It's all right, but it's still not quite... Yeah, it's like, okay, how do you make music with an oven? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Actually, that's a good challenge. Well, you've got it now. You've you've done some work with fire as well. Actually, talking about it, no, I did with the microwave. I made a drum thing. It's like I took the transformer out, and uh, so it made a Jacob's ladder, Mm -hmm. about a 1,000 volts, so it rubs it up, and then plugged that into a drum pad. So like, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> that was a couple of years ago, and then it, it smoked out the whole school, and people had to, all of us guardians had to get out for the fire alarm. But, you know, <laughs> it's it's nice that when your music making ruins other people's lives. Oh yeah, rather than your own. <laughs> um, musician first, but obviously you're creating things that no one else can have. Like, there's mm. no one else can have a Furby organ. Uh, listeners, <laughs> a Furby organ. See, we're going to have to do this a lot this time. You know, last time we were talking about pictures, you know what pictures are. This is more complex. <laughs> yeah, it is. A Furby organ, how many... <clears throat> are we, we're looking at it right now. There's what? How many of them? 
uh, I did the maths wrong actually in the video. I oh. think, and I've got to remember which ones are right. Like I'm really bad at maths, but it was not <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Eight times five. So there's 40 Furbies. No, n nine times five. Nine no. times five. One, two, three, four, That's five, 35 six, seven, eight, nine. 45. There's between 35 and 45 Furbies. Five in, times nine. 45, yeah. In a kind of vintage organ case. Yeah. But yeah. when you play the keys, they make they all make a sound. You can make them sing together. Yeah. Each yeah. key is a Furby. But no one else can have that. Well, you know, I just built all of these because, you know, I get, get a kick from being elitist. <laughs> <laughs> no. True exclusivity. It really is. You've got to build it yourself and not, not sell them. <laughs> but, like, where's the drive there for you to create that? It Was that just because you'd had the oh idea for God. years and wanted to do it? Was it the... Oh, God, that is really tough. Like that one, I think there was just, I had it in my head and I always moan about people who have ideas and never act upon them. Yeah. And I was like, I've just become that person. And then out of the sheer hate of the fact that, yeah. well, no, the sheer feeling that I'm like, oh no, this feeling inside that I've just become what I don't want to be. And so I had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get it done. It wasn't very pleasant. It was like a two months long and it was just, it was rather, yeah, gruelling. <laughs> because you build a lot of this stuff on YouTube, for YouTube. Does mm -hmm. the audience sometimes affect what you make? Yeah. Like, do you wake up and think, oh, I've got this idea, but no one wants to see me make that? Yeah, you... yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I, I find it quite lucky that um, what I do want to make is quite... People are excited by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever sat down and gone, right, what do I want to make to get, like, views... But it's slightly slanted. It slants it a yeah. little bit and kind of adjusts the idea a bit. But uh, inevitably, I just feel quite lucky that my urge to do it is also slightly entertaining in its process. Mm. So, um, you know. <clears throat> um, it's, it's kind of... YouTube's a, a weird place anyway because it, people talk about YouTube in terms of YouTube as this whole. But it, yeah. it's really nice. Like, lots of little communities. There is. You know. Niche, strong niches. Yeah. Everywhere. So, because, like, for you, I found Simon the Magpie and Heimbach. And, I'm the Magpie. And the Magpie. Hi, I'm Heimbach. <laughs> Good to have you back. Is oh, he's so gentle. <laughs> I know. I've talked about him before on the podcast, just, just briefly. And when I was talking about him, my voice went... And, <laughs> and then there's Heimbach. And making ambient loop tapes. And... And all this, and my voice just naturally went went softer, and I was Imagine like, "I'm just stroking your head just, to sleep." Yes, yeah, just oh, calmly, oh, calmly. I'm back. God, no. But it's so funny. Is there competition there? Do you get that competitive spirit? Oh, it's tough. I'm 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 rather competitive as a person. I'm always competitive. Like my friend musicians and stuff, we're always yeah. quite competitive. It's like, yeah, we're blurred, blurred. You know, like you're just trying to trying to outdo each other all the time. But YouTube's kind of different because I think it was um, how how to do it. Because the thing, if you do it the same as somebody else, then it's like it's already out there and stuff. So yeah. it's not really. A I feel like driven to keep on going by all of these other people, like a big guy I really like and a lot mm. of other things to do something but just different and I, one thing i find fascinating on youtube is how that you're actually allowed to take somebody else's idea 
if you admit you're taking that idea mm. and want to take it somewhere new. Yeah. Like, if you're a musician and you woke up and went, yeah, I'm just going to rip off Skrillex <laughs> today. Uh, but when you released the song, you went, yeah, I just, I was ripping off Skrillex and uh, <laughs> this is what came out. People yeah, are yeah. going to fall on you. But That's on funny, YouTube, that. it's a bit more, mm. as long as you're paying credit. Yeah, paying a bit of credit and sending it over to other people. Like, I'm trying to think of what, what's, what I've done like that. I've done any I'm trying to remember me and Simon the Magpie have, it's funny like we've done some idea I did an idea that si- and then all the comments were like Simon did this Simon did this and, like, <laughs> and I look through it's like oh yeah so he did <laughs> all of those but then but like you can't can't keep up with Simon because he does a video every four Nearly. and a half minutes I know it's it mad seems. he's had so many of them and there was this yeah walkie talkie one that I did and then and then there was another one uh, yeah, fidget spinner machine and I was at, in the queue at the post office to post some t-shirts or something. Yeah. I posted a pile of t-shirts and I picked up a fidget spinner. I was making it, shot the video, I was editing it. He put up the blooming, he put up a video about fidget spinners <laughs> and pretty much, it was a slightly different mechanism. I was like, oh damn, this is awkward. <laughs> but you know, I was uh, I was about like two hours after him in the upload. It was just wow. funny with it. Yeah, yeah, with the different um, ideas and stuff. It's, but like a hive mind is always... But that yeah. happens, but I find that happens in music, but uh, in a slower progression. Like, mm. for instance, you you know, like you write a song and then it, it, sometimes the song doesn't, wouldn't be in, ended and released within maybe from a six month to a year and a half period. Like Yeah, well, I, I've talked about it previously where there's a compilation that came out really early in the 2000s mm-hmm. and uh, it was called Grime. Yeah. I think it was on Planet Mew, but... It wasn't grime. It was like the bit between two-step and dubstep. It was like the formative. But that record got handed around people and and was the one that a lot of people say, well, that's what got me making dubstep. Yeah, yeah. And that's before Scream, that's all that. But it took like eight years for dubstep to go from that compilation to being in a Britney Spears song. When was it in a Britney Spears song? Oh my god! There's a 2011 one. I, don't, I can't remember the name wow. of it, but yeah, she just uses this proper yeah. dubstep wubby while it was still a bit analog feely rather yeah. than the digitally ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was like a proper dubstep bassline and all yeah. that. But like that's how music works. Like it takes that amount of time to just bubble through to bubble the through, point, yeah. or bubble up, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. To but become and, and the pop. other thing I always find is it's happened to me a couple of times actually with writing sessions for other people. It's like they you all of the other songs that come out at that time are usually written at a, a similar point in the past, and yeah. then you have a similar sort of influence that's been subliminally getting you, and then you find out you've written a song, and suddenly you nothing's like it before, and then suddenly boom, that theme is everyone's oh, everybody's doing it, doing it. like like. They're, they're, you know there was ridiculously amount of like nostalgia based pop songs at the minute it's like uh, there was like uh, I want to go back to 2002 yeah. and then Charlie XCX there was 1999 and I wrote a song for with, with a guy called Barnes Courtney it was called 1999 it's, yeah. it's, it was, it's done pretty well in America and stuff and it was like it just came out like a week before Charlie XCX's 1999 came out and I know Prince did it 20 years ago but it's weird I've heard of this Prince guy <clears throat> I've heard yeah, who's that? It's, it's very, very nine to nine. popular dude. Oh, the mm. short guy. Who, was uh, he short? Or did he just have uh, big instruments? Holes. 
holes in his floor. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was it, yeah. He only ever could walk in a groove. Yeah. It was because you couldn't control him, so he needed to be in, like, a human-scale electrics track to oh. get him to go from point A to point Imagine B. Imagine that. There is one in Disneyland, isn't there? I don't know. I've never mm. been to the Disneys. I haven't either. I couldn't I, stand it. I don't actually, think. I, I did go to a Euro Disney, which is Euro a, Disney. near Paris, I think. <laughs> But that was 20 years ago. Mm, school, was it? No, maybe. no I, I was fortunate enough for a very brief time to date a millionaire. Wow. Very briefly. Not many people get to do that. Uh, no, I don't think many do. And no. I've never done it since. And she lived not far from the guy who owned Butterkiss Popcorn. Mm. He didn't just own a bag of popcorn. <laughs> I owned the company. But yeah. I ruined that relationship. Uh, <laughs> so do you bad. look back and be like, oh, I could have been drinking martinis on the beachside? Do you know what? No. Okay. I, I look back and think, yeah, I could have handled that better. Uh, <laughs> the grown-up part of me is like, I could have been more honest to her oh. and, and not broken her heart. But, oh. you know, there's a bit of contemplation there, listeners. Um, we've, we've started in a, a weird way, actually. Usually I would try to guide the first bit and then let it go whereas we've just gone we're going to bounce from thing to thing to thing to thing do you find yourself doing that do you have to force yourself into a project like you're working on the Game Boys yeah. the mega machine mm-hmm. at the moment and that's a long term project it's, yeah it's a f- fucking long one <laughs> but does giving yourself those longer <clears throat> projects make it easier uh, I don't know I'd, I'd I'd, it's, it was about reading. I think, like at school, I'd, I'd realized it. It was like, you know, when you work out what your brain is shit at and what it's good at. Mm. I found that like, if, if I trick my brain into being obsessed, then I could build or get these good things done. Like, I, d- I don't know, I failed chemistry, at, and then I did really well at it because I got obsessed with it. And, mm. that, and I found that, and, and then I tried to trick myself, and then that's how I can't think of anything else but those. But it was about tricking myself into getting into it in the first place yeah and then I and then my procrastination is now doing that because it but what you're building there is a huge challenge as well like yeah. um so you're building a synthesizer essentially yeah out of uh, a lot of game six, boys. six by six is it uh eight by eight eight by eight yeah. so whatever eight times eight 64 64 <laughs> game boys <laughs> but you're having to make them communicate with each other so they play in time not playing time rhythmically, like they literally have to sync together so you can play multiple notes at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, weird. <laughs> we, it is weird, but like you're having to learn a huge amount. Uh, yeah, it? yeah, massively. It's just a good opportunity to learn, which is the funnest thing I think to ever do is learn, really. Yeah. It's like, ooh. But it's... it's like, I, I don't know, it's, it just, I find it really interesting that um, you would... Set yourself something that is clearly a massive challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, and it's also questionably pointless. But I, I, I wouldn't know. I don't know what the outcome is, mm. and, and that's another thing. Is like, I don't know what the outcome is. I just want to see what happens. I mean, it might be crap. You just don't know. It's just well, you've got to build it. I've watched some of the vlogs so far, and it doesn't sound crap. No, I don't know why I kind of sat down to do this. I just it is the biggest thing I've done. Furby organ is not really comparable. With this uh, that one's like 
a, a very simple thing, but it looks big and fancy. Yeah. Like, um, it's just a load of wires, but, uh, <clears throat> and that one's probably a more, from a, you, from a, uh, garnering attention kind of thing, that's a better idea because this one's just more tech, techy and less people will be interested in the long process, but I just can't help but do it. And I was like, the idea of like sitting back and, you know, like you, you, you're going to die or something. You're like, Oh, I did do that Game Boy Mega Machine, <laughs> you know. It kind of drives me to want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm more worried about dying than leaving too many fish cakes in my freezer. Oh. I want to make sure I've, I I just want to get the timing right of it, so I know I am dying next week. Okay, so yeah. let's defrost the haddock. Yes, uh, let's get that done. Let's you get know. that done, eaten. So. I don't want to waste it. You can't you waste know. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be in hospital sending someone home. Make me fish cake. <laughs> I like fish cake. Um, out of all of those builds, so like I wrote down a few. Oh, yeah, uh, you got a list. I'm not going to peek. Synth dance. Uh, oh, yeah. The fidget spinner so long ago. guitar. The fidget spinner oh. Um, yeah. module. Yeah. The modular. The uh, 100 oscillator megadrone. Mm-hmm. Uh, bike synths you've bought four bike synths now three three yeah actually funnily enough one's turning up today from Stockholm uh. get, get, I'm getting it back god knows what it's going to be like <laughs> what it looks like now why was it in Stockholm uh, well I actually built uh, which one was it uh, synth bike three uh, which yeah. is uh, the most synthy of the synths yeah 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 but it wasn't portable because it was built for initially for an art exhibition in Dublin mm. Dublin I can't help myself. I was hanging out with Irish Why people. Why did you do that in a Jamaican accent? <laughs> hey, that's my Irish accent, God damn it! You know, get to the Dublin chopper. That's awful. I'm really good at it. I can't do it. When you're on... And I was, and I was, and that was the most blandest, rubbishest Dublin accent. I've been doing it all weekend and they, they did say it was bad. I, I refuse because I just end up sounding like I am a racist. I can't help it. Every uh, time. Every every single time. But so I, I oh, maybe I can't do... It's, it's weird, like, doing impressions. I, what, what, is that, am I allowed to do a Dublin accent yeah. impression? I don't know. A friend of mine was working on, on something. I, I don't know if I can say what it is. But the character he was having to write for mm-hmm. is African. Mm-hmm. very African accent yeah yeah and um so but he's very very white yeah and when he writes dialogue he says it out loud yeah and his girlfriend was just saying like he sounds so racist oh yeah well, he's like a Jim Davidson sketch uh-huh. right? but he's like writing really serious dialogue yeah, but yeah. he just it made, makes me happy to know there's there's white guys just <laughs> in rooms being racist accidentally <laughs> is it it's accidental it's better than oh. doing it on purpose yeah well I did did I just do it on purpose that's the question Maybe. Maybe I do. Maybe you hate the Irish. I don't hate Irish. I just, I, I, I'm, a, I'm like a parrot. I, <laughs> I, I copy what I hear and see, mm. which is so tough. Because like, I mean, when, when, when does the point change? Because like cartoon actors, but a lot of them mm. work on accents and they usually get it quite wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it uh, the actor's fault for not being able to do it? Or mm. is it? Whoever decides to leave it in's fault. Or oh, that'll do. Is it the is it the um, the person who's budgeting it that's cutting for not paying for a proper damn actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's that. Or is it capitalism? <laughs> <laughs> is it capitalism's fault? Oh man, I think it, I think it's those um, <laughs> those ghosts again. Or is it just our Vampires. our fault for being too too paranoid about accidentally? You know, yeah, doing something wrong. Mm. You know, we should be allowed to make mistakes and then go. Oh, actually, no, that was a mistake. Sorry, mm. guys. 
That's that's my general yeah. position in Par- life. Paranoia is quite quite you know you just don't want to step wrong. Well, you I I, I suppose you're like online. Mm-hmm. Your job is online. Like a big part of your living comes from that persona, that person online. Yeah. Do you do you ever get paranoid that you're gonna fuck it up in some way? You're gonna say a thing or do a know. thing that everybody everybody messes it up sometimes. Yeah. Don't they? Like like I don't know. I've, I been, you... I've been lucky. Like there was a my my friend, the same guy that I did that nineteen ninety nine song. He did Sunday brunch the other day. Yeah. And he wanted me to play in the back, and I just sat and watched him like uh, say something real. <laughs> and then he's stepping back from it. And he was, it was, I got to quote him. I think it was like uh, what was it? It was like this tastes like homeless people's eyebrows. Not that there's anything wrong with homeless people and the taste of their eyebrows now. <laughs> on live on live on. <laughs> And you know, stepping back, digging, trying to climb out of the hole that he, yeah. he just quickly dug, and I'm like, oh man. There's a Stuart Lee sketch about um, Hammond from Top Gear. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the, his first name. Uh, Richard. Richard. Richard Hammond. Richard. Richard Hamster Hammond. Yeah. And uh, talking about him sitting next to Clarkson doing this interview while Clarkson's being an asshole about Gordon Brown, <laughs> okay. like mocking because Gordon Brown. He's blind in one eye. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Who's He's... that singer that's blind in one eye and wears the glasses? Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Yeah, well done, Totally guys. different people. We got there. <laughs> well, I've never seen him in the same room. Oh, God. So I'm gonna, if I ever meet Gordon Brown, I'm asking him to sing Walk On By. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's like... And you... Gordon Brown's been blind since a kid. He, he was mm-hmm. a kid as well. It's like, you don't... I don't know. I'm, I'm not one for mocking people's... You know, bear in mind, he overcame that to become the prime minister of a country i feel like he's done well yeah, yeah, you know whether you like him or not he's done all right <laughs> and you can see little hamster hammond next to him laughing along because he's yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. kid who hangs around with the bully yeah, yeah yeah at the same time every now and again like trying to look disapproving so he's like <laughs> uh, yeah yeah <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> People, people having to walk shit back uh, yeah. on behalf of other humans is even worse. It's that DAT machine over there. Uh, which one? No, I don't think there is a DAT machine. I haven't got one, sadly. Well, I, don't, I, I don't say sadly. I don't need a DAT I don't machine. need one. It's actually quite awkward in this room because there's just so much to see. Yeah, so much crap. Um, do you get that sensory overload with what you do? Uh... Like, uh, like you can make music on the fly with your modular stuff, but it's a wall of knobs. Mm-hmm. Does it? Is there an intimidation there? Is there like too much distraction sometimes? Uh, I don't know. I think it's quite limiting and easy to make because I'm primarily write like songs just as I, you know, nursery rhyme kind of thing, lyrics mm. and guitar and whatnot. I'm usually quite. A, pop guy I like pop and then this is a very limited way of making it I find mm. it's just like a big midi machine that I find actually you make <clears throat> electronic music is what look no look no, look mom, no mom computer she's she's long gone look mom no computer makes mm-hmm. that's what you're known for alongside the huge insane builds mm-hmm. but your musical tastes are very different to, yeah, to what know. most people who build this usually yeah, have and I you, get a lot of hate for that you talked about <laughs> Queen before now. Did I? You've talked about Queen. Oh. Uh, well, you talked about Queen in the context of how uh, their first album's amazing and their fifth al- album is yeah. amazing, but in very different ways. 
the fifth album's when they've had money and time and yeah. they can do whatever they want, whereas the first album's the raw. When did I say this? I can't remember that. Um, it'll be an interview with you rather than on really? your own channel. You Let can... me know. Okay, I didn't know. you're going to bring up some things that it's I don't cool. even remember. It's like... It's called what research. About? Yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> wow, wow. <laughs> should probably double check. You've talked about that. You've talked about Elvis Costello. You've yeah. talked about metal. How is it to love something so different uh-huh. to the thing you make? Uh, it's, it's like a, I've never really picked up the, all the synth stuff until I was probably uh, after my, uh, you know, the years of gr- musical taste and growth kind of mm. sets in and stays there. And then you, for some reason, just cannot get out of that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then I pick up Simpson stuff. And because I, I, initially I loved the sound. I got the MS-10 first and I loved the sound of it because it sounded like where it didn't sound like electronic music that I mm. heard. It was like a more of a guitar kind of sound. Just the, 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 the kind of things that I liked of a guitar, but in a yeah. synth. It was like a simple the simplicities. It's, yeah, so the MS-10 <clears throat> is uh, Korg, noisy, aggressive, but it's really simple. Yet yeah, can is super complex. Like, yeah. it's got holes in the front. It you can has put cables holes. in it, and, and that's kind of like what started different. the problem. Though. It yeah. started the problem because then I was building modules for that. Because you bought that broken, yeah. repaired it, so that yeah. was like part of it as well. The building, I suppose. Yeah. Sadly, I don't have that one anymore. I actually gave it to. Oh, what's his name? It was before the guy, there was a guy before he was in O Wonder. Uh, there was a band called O Wonder, do you know them? And well, I gave it to Ant West. I want to say finish. yes, but. I, well, there's a guy that I gave it to to finish one of my demos for an old band and uh, that was payment. And then I was like, oh no. <laughs> you, you paid in synth. I paid in synth. Yeah. My, my pride and joy synth. And I was, I was yeah, I was skin, so I had to give him my synth. My first synth was a Roland SH101 mm-hmm. that I, air quotes, borrowed. From my college, I was at. It was the only synth I had, and I (laughs) borrowed it. And I must have had it like a year. Oh, did they ever ask back? Yeah. I was out though, thankfully. So, like, my mum, I was still living at home then, so I was like 17, 18. My mum had to go into my room and climb over. Just at that point, it was just guitar amps and cables and shenanigans, and to find this synth with a very overweight classical music teacher. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's like, <coughs> yeah. Oh, did I never give... Did I not give that back? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, the uh, SH-101. It's, a, it's pretty funky. It's good. Did and, you like it? Yes. I, like, I love monosynths to this day. Yeah, yeah. I, I find it really funny because I don't have a vast amount of kit. I do have some... But I, I realised the other day that I don't really have anything that isn't mono. I've got a couple yeah. of synths that aren't uh, that are polyphonic, but everything's a mono synth. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why I, I like. Maybe I've never been that uh, amb- ambidextrous. I'm not like a great player of instruments. Yeah, yeah. left-handed. Left-handed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're both lefties. We're the yeah. only two left. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like monosynths were always the thing that I got excited by. Mm-hmm. Like most of the Dan and <clears throat> Pip stuff is, the first album would have been an MS-20 VST. Mm. Most of the synths on the first oh, album. Oh yeah, that VST. That was a good VST. And oh, then was, I like that. When we started earning, I bought a proper MS-20 yeah. off eBay. Off a, an old couple who was oh, selling really? it on eBay, and they didn't. They wanted to talk to me before I could pay for it. 
They Why? wanted. Well, they wanted <coughs> to know that it was going to someone nice. Oh, yeah, I like. That's and good. like, that's nice. It was. It was like a lovely conversation and stuff. Like good twenty minutes, and they obviously cared for it. But I still couldn't connect with why. Turns out it was their dead sons. Oh. And it was like there was this bit right at the end where she said, oh, well, I'm glad it's coming to a good home. He did love it dearly. Da, da, da. And then I felt guilty. <laughs> yeah. I felt like bad about even though I was paying fairly, I wasn't robbing mm. them or anything. Yeah. But it was just this sudden like, oh my god, the responsibility of this synthesizer now. <laughs> I have to put the whole next album didn't touch it. I was oh, just really? like in- uh. intimidated by the ghost of the someone's ghost dead son. Yeah. Oh, grim. I've still got that. That's, That's a, good. A Cine flight case. Not the correct flight case, just in a flight case. Oh, is it case. like wobbling around in it? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. on top of a wardrobe. <laughs> just, just, you can stay there. <laughs> You're my insurance. But that was before they released the miniature ones and all that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, think going, I, can't, I don't know what the value of a light like MS-20 is. Actually, I'll tell you what. I bought one about a month ago. No, two months ago for 400 quid. That's a bargain. On eBay. That's a bargain. That's bad. Like nobody else bidded on it. And it was spelt fine. Mad. Weird. I think maybe musicians have gone over to things like Reverb.com and stuff. Maybe. Let's, I, let's not look, get everybody back on eBay, please. No, I'm joking. E-what? E-what, um, yeah. I've never heard of it. Never yeah. heard of that. that I get, get a bit hooked on, on it. And like, There's this thing called Bid Sniper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you know that? And mm-hmm. I just... Uh, the process of elimination, I do maybe just maybe too many I set up. I mean, I don't win most of them. Like, yeah. just too low. Like, usually they're all a bit too low that they shouldn't go for that. Yeah. Like, oh, where is it? Where is it? I've got this. This thing. I got. I got this for three pound twenty. What? E- what even is it? It's like a. I don't know. No, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a printer. I'm still trying to find something useful for it, but it, like. Prints um, electrical seismograph kind of thing, yeah, like, yeah. but like signals. So like <clears> you can send a signal from your modular into it, and it yeah. will print that signal. It doesn't work fully right now, but you know it's on the many uh, list of many men's, many men's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really hard to explain um, what we're seeing because you've got like all this old. Test scientific test equipment, yeah. like things that were designed to just send a perfect signal to a thing, uh-huh. like a control signal or whatever. But it it's so that printer is obviously there to receive something and and tell a science guy like, yeah. oh, okay, this is what's <laughs> happening in this <coughs> yeah magical science thing, <clears throat> and you've got them to look pretty and eventually to make noise with yeah there's a plan like i started jamming with them and they're cool but like um, i have there's one thing that i want to build but then i started getting obsessed by the game boy mega machine so they kind of took a back seat so i only got these in the last like was it nine months or so i only started buying them in the but it's an actual wall <coughs> of um what even color is that is that seafoam green it's beautiful it's, it's, it is like seafoam groom. I actually found, see that one there? That's one that I built. So I had to find the colour. Oh, no way. You had to actually make. Yeah. Ah. Oh. But it's it's nearly there. It's it's a, a similar colour, but, but it's, it's the almost closest like I can find. enamel. It's, as well, um, it's the, even if it is a metal plate, it almost has that feel of like Bakelite and. Yeah, totally. Proper science. Totally. Uh, definitely. And the funny thing is, is the, the colour from of these Bruin Cures. The reason that they're that colour is because of a surplus of that paint left over after the war. No way. Yeah. True story. Uh, Blooming Germans and their efficiency. 
Oh, they Danish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look German, but I trust you. They're Sorry. Right. They're Sorry. Danish, obviously. Sorry, Germany. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. I think because uh, Heinbach, another YouTuber, guys, yeah. um, uses a lot of these, so I just assume they're German. Yeah, yeah. He's no. German. He He's is like, German. He's very, very polite German. German. <laughs> but he wears Bill Cosby sweaters, and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> What's the Bill? Is that the... the um, it's the, not a turtleneck. I think it's just a tight pattern. He does have turtlenecks, though. Very bad. Does he um, have turtlenecks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very German. There's a picture... There's a video I did with him, and a picture of him and the guy who also lives in Berlin. He's a native instrument guy, and they were both... Like, he's the native instrument guy's taller, but they had a black turtleneck. Uh, I think they might have had necklaces on, and also glasses. <laughs> not realising that, you know, they were... Yeah, yeah. You know... Doppelgangers. Just style. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a Berlin style. Get the Berlin look, darling. Um, okay, so let's talk about money. Mm-hmm. But not in the bad way. Not in the boring way. Yeah. Um, you, modular synths, we've, we've talked about briefly. For me personally, the reason I don't get into modular yeah. is the cost. And yeah. There's a, there's a little bit of a... <coughs> Hipstery, wankery thing associated with it, like definitely people, a wankery thing. Yeah. Oh, look, look at all my gear! I've got all this great gear, and it rubbing the legs. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got a friend. He's got a suitcase. It can play two notes at once. <laughs> yeah. It cost him two thousand pounds in mm-hmm. total, and it's like, yeah, I. But I can make those notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah you've your modular wall. You've not spent. Well, you probably spend pro- over the time. Right. I probably have. But, yeah, but yeah, you've made everything. Yeah, the initial conception yourself. was basically because I enjoy building things, but Eurorack and stuff bloody expensive. You yeah. might see some Eurorack down there, and uh, like over the time, I have uh, half of them. I don't know why. I just ended up getting some for. You probably got some through the YouTube thing. Like Actually, that's another views. And yeah, one of the like, aims, one of my aims at the initially, where I was like, if I do YouTube videos about Eurorack synthesizers, maybe I'll get sense. Maybe I'll get given some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was, you know, it's just skin, and they're like, it's, uh, it's, luckily I did some for Bifaco, and I did a video for him, and in return got some free synths. It's mm. just, I just felt like a good good idea to kind of do but for the build it for the building synthesizers it was kind of from the fact that it's all just so bleeding expensive mm. you know and it's not exactly going to take over well it has taken over my whole you, you know I can make a song out of it all now but it's like initially you're not going to have a whole song you could just use logic or something yeah yeah so it's like a strange concept to get into but I like buildings just kind of a cost cutting saving thing because yeah. even these even the Eurorack the, the costs in Eurorack and stuff like that is it's not usually the parts it's not usually the labour the labour a bit but it's all the costs on top like the VAT and the income taxes yeah. and all of that stuff that are involved with purchasing that kind of thing and the people who make it should get paid I'm not I'm not oh, even yeah, yeah. suggesting that people are overpricing what they're making it's just that thing of like uh for some reason, people get this vibe that, well, I've spent so much money, this is inherently better. Oh, yeah. And that's like, dangerous. Like, yeah, no, it, but I can download a free VST yeah. of shitty synths and make music that just probably is better. good. Like, <laughs> people have bought a lot of records from, from me in my time, and a vast majority of the sounds would have been free VSTs and stuff. Mm. Like, sometimes it was just like... Before I bought a proper sound card, it was like, well, I can't record this thing. Yeah. Is there a fake version <clears> that I can grab? And like, the, there is. Um, there's a company called Tal 
who yeah. make a shit SH one oh one. They make the Juno. The Juno vaguely sounds like a Juno. Juno's the Juno app plugin was all I used before I had any synths. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like you can get that stuff for free yeah. or really cheap. And it's like ultimately it the gear doesn't matter. Mm. And I get frustrated with modular people when yeah. they get very excited about it. Yeah. But that's why like your wall makes me feel good knowing mm-hmm. that you've built these things for more than some mysterious quest for a sound. There's like the the art of building it is part of it, but also the fact that you're doing it because you didn't have the money. Because yeah, it, it was, started off from that, yeah. I don't know why I like it when people make, in, in it's a sense... funny. Because yeah. it's not a shortcut because you haven't got the money. It's quite yeah. a long cut. That's, yeah. They can't, they can't take... They're not yeah. like easy, just throw it together. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm taking the labour away from the, the other people that, instead of buying it and doing that myself. So mm. it's, in, it's, it's time over... Over Dosh, and but the other thing I see is a bonus of that is you learn a hell of a lot of stuff, and it changes the way you think about music as well, mm. and stuff like that. Like um, it is, it, and a lot of it is. I, I always find that people like having things. Like I love having material things. People say material love is bad, but I'm, I'm all for it <laughs> <laughs> because it's just these things. These, um, but I don't know whether I like them for the same reason that most people like them. I'd like the object is nice, but it's the more the <clears throat> the feeling of what has happened with it, secondhand things. I, I, I really don't like new things. I struggle with it. There's a history. There's, <laughs> you know, there's and it works with your imagination. It's that feeling, the feeling that you have that kind of makes you want to make music differently or more yeah it depends it's not about it's not about what it is it's about how it works with your head like mm. i've used i've made songs on like logic since i was 13 and stuff and at, at some point it gets a bit stale yeah it got a bit stale and i was like oh, i want to get things from outside and bring it in you know and then mm. that kind of thing and I, like whenever i was using that juno plugin i was just dreaming of having a juno yeah and when i actually got the juno it sounded worse than the plugin <laughs> <laughs> like, like it was so funny uh, yeah Juno yeah. sixty. Um, that was a Juno six. Six. So yeah. without you couldn't save your sound. So it didn't have any patch no, memory. No. Yeah. But, so the sixty yeah. only has just the memory. Yeah, it's got the added memory. But it's, it's funny because like yeah, like I, I remembered first when I got it, I was like being a bit disappointed because I wanted it to sound better than the plugin, but it sounded worse. Yeah. In a different way, I just couldn't make it fit in any of the recordings as well as I could make the plugin fit. Mm. So yeah. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the thing. I think like um, when people see your videos, you've got this shit ton of kit. What was that noise then? Was that my ear? I think my own ear clicked, and I thought it was the oh, recording. So I completely forgot you've got ear plug in. I got a little a little. Ear so buzz. you're listening to yeah. see if there's any. I don't clips. know why. I think I don't even know if I'm listening. I think yeah. it's their comfort now. Oh yeah, for the you it's know, so I look like I'm a professional in yeah. some way. Hello, mm, yes, one two, one two. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. I, we've I've got very distracted. Let's see if there's actual questions here. Um, I didn't actually finish the question. We started three <laughs> to four hours. Ago. Was it because of the the when I accidentally did a very bad Dublin accent? Maybe, maybe <laughs> it got sidetracked. I think it is a very distracting room. Mm. I, I've not noticed this before. I, when we did the DJ Yoda podcast, I was constantly distracted by... He, so your wall of test equipment, he has a wall of uh, cereal from around the world. Okay. So, um, yeah. 
so it's cereal from around the world that's pretty cool and especially like limited edition stuff and all that oh. apparently my left ear doesn't work because this sounds oh, dramatically different now yeah Wow. It's funny, you know when you said cereal from around the world, like, you know when your image suddenly changes in your brain, like you said cereal, and I saw just a massive, you know the wall with all the maps in the newspapers of serial killers, <laughs> <laughs> like a serial killer wall, I was like, okay, that sounds quite fun, like, oh yeah, we're, gonna, we're getting this guy next. <laughs> no, we're talking Captain Crunch, we yeah. can kill Captain Crunch if oh, you have God. to. But, um, of all your builds, what was the most fun? So like, Furby organ, flamethrower organ... Uh, yeah. we talked about the bike since. Oh, ah, God, the most fun it's in a, building. You can the... you can have fun. You can have proud of. You can yeah, have maybe. most useful anything. The hindsight's always different because what when you're the... feeling, when you're feeling in the time, like you're usually like fuck something because you don't actually yeah. know what it's like afterwards. So you're looking back with like rose tinted glasses. But, yeah. Also, hindsight is affected by how much work you put in. So like, mm. how proud of yourself for like learning that thing that you didn't know before yeah, yeah. can affect the way you look at a thing. Yeah. You know, I've got songs where I know they're awful, but mm. because that was the song I worked out X, Y, or Z on, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, that's great <laughs> all the time. Rhymed orange with storage container. Borange. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, out of them, what was the oh, least man. waste of time? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. That's a really difficult question because I, I just... Uh, I kind of build them and then have my laugh. Like there's a there's a there's a feeling that you get to a certain checkpoint. Like in Crash Bandicoot, you, you yeah. get the checkpoint and you're like, <laughs> there's a real feeling of like, oh, this is gonna make me smile. And then you smile for a while and then it fades away and then you're very depressed again. And then like you go back to it and then I don't really, and then and then the feeling from kind of disappears. Uh, but I don't I don't know. Looking back, it's, it's difficult to say. From a from a from a uh, no, because the achievement kind of thing, probably the flamethrower organ, which is in there, is mm. pretty awful now. It's, it was uh, didn't really. It slowly went out of tune the more it got used. Because so of the heat awful. going through the pipe. Yeah, well, the heat. Basically, my solution for um, uh, making the um, the what is it? The reed inside the pipe. Yeah. Uh, it was a fudge ton, a fudge ton of um, plaster. Plaster of Paris. On the way. Because of the heat thing. Yeah, but yeah. the plaster of Paris kind of was still slightly wet even a month or so later and it was cracking and changing the tune. So, wow. And so I, if I want to use that again, I kind of really need to um, make it out machine it. some sort of metal thing to plop in there. But I just wasn't good enough to do that. Yeah. And uh, I was quite proud of that. I really like... Um, uh, the Henry the Hoover flamethrower and also the flamethrowers module I just love fire <laughs> the, the danger though with it so yeah maybe um, the dangers it you, it was a remote controlled Henry the Hoover yeah and uh, the amount of times you spin in the video you spin it towards you yeah and maybe it's perspective on the, the Ooh, camera or whatever it was close it's just like geez, he's going to kill himself he's going to uh, kill his legs are going up yeah it was really close actually like I think we uh, look man flaming legs bit of, the, bit of the lens the lens kind of got it yeah, yeah. on the camera um, and I'm really sad I burnt my favourite Furby I just put the Furby uh, a little bit further back and I got given it by a fan and it's my favourite Furby and I, and I singed it. it was so well I didn't realise it was just a high and the thing I was like ah oh, this is bloody awesome and then look around it's like no Charlie no and it's like and then, what's that thing that Napoleon was like it's like kiss me 
Is that what? Who said kiss me? Admiral Nelson, is it? You know when he died? Oh, oh uh, kiss me, Harvey. Kiss me, Harvey. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's a bit odd. When I was a kid, kiss it didn't me. make sense. But yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, that's what the Furby said. And I was like, um, oh, shut her eyes. So how many times have you nearly badly injured yourself doing this? Uh, I'm really careful, actually. And I don't think I have done it yet. Touch wood. But the microwave, you nearly killed yourself oh, yeah, with your like, But it might not have. Yeah, but I, I took that off before I realised. Yeah, actually. There's lots of times that... But, you know, you drive every day and you... Yeah, true. But I, I don't drive with my car on fire. <laughs> yeah, you don't drive with your car on fire. That's true. Like, uh, the fire, I don't think is that bad because uh, initially within the inherent design of uh, Henry the Hoover, he runs out after um, blowing his load for about... 25 seconds so it's oh, like not so he's not a got, permanent thing he's not okay yeah and so the flamethrower module I didn't have that hooked up it probably last would fire for about 20 seconds overall but the flamethrower organ is, it's funny like I'd, annoyingly I put in a safety measure the day before I shot the video and it was like this um, this uh, thing that if uh, you disc uh, you pulled out the, the cord from it it would shut the gas off yeah. to the pipe but in doing that it kind of made it really like crap. So it didn't let enough pressure of the air through, uh, so I couldn't okay. play enough notes. So what I ended up doing was uh, when I was at the shoot, I kind of pulled it apart, popped a pipe in with gaffer tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and then and then put a wet paper towel over that. <laughs> oh no, pet, wet, wet, wouldn't like soggy towel and didn't tell anyone. And it, the funny, yeah, yeah, uh, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, we might die. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to tell you though. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, was a, that was a sketchy one. Was a, yeah, and the dangers. Uh, I think the most dangerous are probably the high voltage ones, the the Jacob's ladder ones. Yeah, but still got to be. You, you forget halfway through that they're the high voltage. Yeah, yeah, because you you just yeah. it's been. Uh, and luckily, I, I, that could probably kill you if you touch it with both arms because it goes straight through your heart. Mm. You'll be like, ooh, dead. Well, at least it would be quick, eh? Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. oh, you've seen Green Mile. I've seen Green Mile. We know true, it's not that quick. True. <laughs> like, if you hadn't got into music, maybe you'd be making suicide boats. Suicide boats. Booths. Oh, booths. You know the Why funny. Why would you kill yourself on a boat? Well, maybe somebody wants to. Su- you who's, know the funny thing who's is, going to bring right? the boat back. Who brings it? Well, that's the whole thing. You say on fire. It's like a Viking burial, but all in one. Oh, nice. And then you just sail off the edge of the earth. But there's a big white ice wall, so I don't know how it works. Maybe there's a pulley system. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's a hole buried. Yeah, maybe the dragons there lift you up and then throw you into space. That's just a question. What with global warming? What's going to happen to the massive ice walls? They're going to melt. And then we get through to the other bit of Colin McRae rally. I think so, yeah. But oh. that's why the sea's not going to rise, because it's all going to fall off the edge. Yeah! Perfect. Oh, man. So we need to actually make it worse. Let's get some carbon going. Yes. We need a a carbon generating synth to save the earth. You know, the funny thing is, I'm actually, like, I've been thinking a lot recently how to, like, be inventive in musical, but also try and accidentally invent something that is, (laughs) you know, some sort of sustainable thing. I've been toying with a lot of ideas of, like, things but obviously you know you don't want to get like I, one day i hope my obsession will just get in some sort you of renewable, stumble into a renewable source or some renewable source just source, some weird or, like idea that could build into it or help like, towards it all I, as a kid i used to think about it like like you know wind turbines yeah turbines like why haven't we got like weird mini turbines all over our houses yeah so like every door surely surely there's some generate energy being generated yeah. every time you open a door yeah, yeah 
Like, your taps. Why is there not a thing spinning in front of your tap? <laughs> that is such a good music video, isn't it? Just everywhere. It's just... I always feel that uh, gyms are such a waste. I know. Why are they not powering themselves? I know, but why are they pumping all of the electricity in their air conditioning and everything, and it's not giving anything back? It's, it's uh, bizarre. It is a bizarre it is idea. It's bizarre. It's, but at least it's starting to, like, uh, the braking in electric cars charges... Mm. And stuff it and does and charge the car, which is yeah. sort of a beginning of that idea, but you know it probably needs to be done more. But the other thing that I struggle with is all of this is um, using new things, and the problem with using new things is you've got to manufacture these things. Yeah, like if you are buying new stuff, is there's more, there's a huge cost, and mm. a lot of what is in new things isn't reusable. Yeah, if you really wanted to, like an older synth, so much of what that was built out of is a replaceable. Yeah, and it be you could uh, melt down the metal or, yeah, or you whatever. Could melt you know, there's yeah, yeah. there's still some recyclable nature to it. But yeah, like a lot of stuff we buy now, it's a kind of, of it. some of it's replaceable and repairable. But I don't. I, it's there's a lot more skill involved in mm. repairing things. You can't just like open it up and just look around and kind of figure it out. Like you, in order to change a chip, you need to kind of like use a. I mean, you can. You you just use a hot air gun and a pair of pliers. Boop, pop the new one in. It's actually questionably easier yeah but um it takes a bit more skill but cars new cars and impossible but building new electric cars instead of taking old cars and making them electric surely that would use it makes energy. more sense to make that in my mind to make old cars electric rather than yeah. to be building new ones yeah i'm trying to work out how to do that with my i've got a vw Scirocco outside it's like yeah. 1989 and it's very it's a very economical car actually i was really surprised when i drove it like just probably like Maybe 45 to the gallon? Yeah. Maybe I'm making it up. I, but I don't still... have a clue what mine does. I oh, don't yeah. even know how many gallons it holds. <laughs> yeah. Was, how many yeah. gallons? Yeah, yeah. But I, I wanted, but it's very expensive to convert it to electric. I've been looking into it. It's about 15 grand. I was emailing some companies to try and do uh, videos Ooh. on it to try and do across. 15 you know. grand. But it'll cost me about 15 grand to get about a, about 250 mile range out of it. Yeah. With the batteries, uh, the, mo- the motor and the whatnot. Mm. Yeah, because like when you hear people like say, "Oh, two hundred and fifty mile range doesn't actually sound that big," but that's me to you. You're on, yeah. on the east coast. I'm and it in could the be middle. Charging now, I guess. And it'd be charging now. I don't know how long they take to charge either. I, t- I could get here and back on that. Potentially, like hundred miles. As yeah, long yeah. as I don't take too many detours around the services. Yeah. Well, d- but the services you kind of pop it on charge, but I don't know how long it takes to you hope. Unless someone gets there first. Yeah. And the other thing is like, the electricity. Like, how does that... Like, That's a lot of production for the electricity as well. Is that... I find electricity fascinating me. as well because like, we, we haven't really... So the national grid, the mm. reason it can overload as such is because it, there's a dude whose job it is is to predict when we're going to need electricity. Yeah. They have to make the right amount of electricity. Yeah. Like, everything we don't use every millisecond is just getting fired into the earth essentially yeah, yeah. it's not getting stored anywhere oh, that's mad isn't it yeah that's a good point it though. just it just gets used and just gets grounded i and suppose predictor. yeah yeah it just just Which yeah it's even that it's weird i'll get a lot of comments about like oh your electricity bill must be crazy and stuff but it's it's actually not at all because as you can see most of the time everything's off mm. this i i'm actually thinking of doing a video soon about like how much current these things use but i can guarantee <clears> that that whole wall, except for the computer over there, uses less 
power than a TV, a modern. Wait, there's a computer flat... over there. Yeah, there's like in that oh, uh, a little screen, a little computer module. I I cover that up when I do the videos, but like basically when I need to record stems and stuff. No way. I set record on that. Yeah. Ah, listeners, I'm I'm actually really impressed. This is so subtle. <laughs> and it's, uh, that's another thing. Like you met, like these chairs yeah. I had to bring in because uh, I try not to sit down here. Yeah. I, there was this, this. There was this guy that was did a song. I'm trying to remember what his name was. Did songwriting for. He's a pop punk songwriter or stuff. But you know, somebody was telling me about when they go to a writing session of his. There's no seats. Yeah, yeah. And they, nobody goes on the phones, and there's no seats. Nobody gets all slumpy and stuff and tired yeah. and stuff. They write the song and then bugger off. It's like, oh, that's good. So I tried not sitting down and like, yeah. just feel like getting stuff done, but it does get a bit uncomfortable trying to work in that little screen. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> it is dinky, but it's also fascinatingly, I didn't even notice it. Mm. Well, well, that was great, wasn't it? A uh, lovely chat there. Thank you again, Sam, for coming on and, and chatting with me and letting me into your, your private sanctum, um, your fortress of solitude genuinely appreciate it it was a lovely chat sam's a very i don't want to use the word driven driven feels wrong it feels more driven feels cynical like focused maybe but that doesn't feel right how to explain someone whose distractions are his work and his work is his pleasure maybe i don't know i'm just rambling this is the end bit that chat weirdly got me thinking about um, the GDC talk Mick Gordon gave. Mick Gordon's the guy who did the Doom 2016 soundtrack, amongst others. And uh, that was all about changing his process. And Sam touches on that as well, about how we're not looking to find new sounds. We're just looking at new ways of getting those sounds out of our bodies, which might actually be pretty helpful for me to get past the old uh, creative cul-de-sac I've got myself into recently uh, Rentquest being a fucking dickhead and getting in my way doesn't help but you know ideas are percolating if you enjoyed that don't forget to check part 2 and don't forget to go to patreon.com forward slash danlasack danlasack.bandcamp.com look not look mum lookmumnocomputer.com go check all those things out subscribe, do the thing, do that do this, have you cleaned your room tidy, have you done the laundry this week, do get on that knock round for your neighbours see if they need any shopping do uh, maybe whitewash that fence I don't know what you people do but um, get on it get it done, some of that benefits me so you should, should be doing it and uh, come back for part two which is probably already up, so just look for it. Google it, he said. Google it! And you will hear from me shortly. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.